Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of the Infinite Boost podcast. I don't know if you can believe it, but I can barely believe that we are already halfway through the first year of the podcast, episode 26. It's been a great six months so far, and I'm really looking forward to the next part, getting all the way to the one year. I'm already starting to think about what I'm going to do for the one year anniversary. I have some ideas. But uh, who knows what it's going to turn out. But we have 26 more episodes before we get there. So let's not put the cart before the horse. Anyways, my guest for this episode is Black Widow. If you're not familiar with her, she is a streamer and content creator. She lives uh, with some other folks in the Free Play Streams house uh, and is just such a lovely person. Her attitude is amazing and that's what really wanted me to get her on the show because whenever I hop into her stream or see her on Twitter, it's just always positivity and gratitude. And I really think that goes just such a long way. So I wanted to get to know her a little bit better and talk to her more about that. I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode. And she's only been playing the game for a year. So, you know, you're not going to hear a lot about being Grand Champ or the Grind of Grand Champ or things of that nature. But really just take in everything that she has to say about gratitude and mentality and how she looks at the world. Because I feel like everybody could benefit from taking even a little bit of her energy and trying to take it on for themselves. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. I really enjoyed spending some time with her and I'm looking forward to meeting her in Dallas for RLCS 9 LAN. Uh, And before we get into the show, again, just make sure uh, you connect with me on any social networks that you might be using. I'd love to hear from you about the show. Join the Discord, chat us up there. There's always a a good conversation that I'm trying to get going about something there. Uh, Just feel free to reach out anyway and let me know what you think of the show. Let me know how your Rocket League game is going. All of those great things. Um, But again, uh, here is the episode with Black Widow. I really enjoyed it. Enough of me rambling. Roll the show. Black Widow, MJ, thank you so much for joining me on the Infinite Boost podcast. Thank you for the opportunity, Tom. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. I mean, uh, you keep yourself very active with that cute little pup of yours and a very full <laughs> streaming schedule. So uh, taking a little bit of time to hang out is always appreciated. Yeah, it feels really good. Good. Uh, and what's funny is... I we've been going back and forth on trying to get this together for a little while now. Uh, Nito Queen, who uh, you guys are not shy about being good friends on the internet, um, suggested you immediately after I recorded with her, and so I started uh, reaching out. And we had you had said that it was a good idea, but of course the holidays came up and things of that nature got in the way. And just last night, so I'm recording this on the ninth. On the 8th, uh, I thought to myself, Widow's streaming right now. Maybe I should hop into her stream and just bother her about being on my podcast. And I was like, that's lame. I don't want to go in there and spam her while while she's doing her thing and, and being with her friends and talking to her stream and whatnot about my silly podcast. But I thought, well, I'll at least go you know, sit in the stream for a little while and check things out and see what's 
going on. And then literally as soon as I opened up your stream, you were like, you were playing with Nito and you said, Nito, I'm going to be talking to Tom tomorrow. Thank you so much for introducing me to him. And I was like, this is crazy. No, I know. Um, slightly. It, it was really odd because I was, um, when I'm doing um, the, the Wednesdays where I play with people, I don't look at the chat as much. And so it, it was just really funny because I was saying it and I hadn't seen your name whatsoever. And I looked over at the chat and then I just saw you be like, oh my God, that's so cool. And I was like, oh, what are the odds? Yeah, <laughs> I I had just, I think I had said maybe, no, I hadn't said anything at all. Like I had literally just opened it and within <laughs> seconds you were like, I'm talking with Tom tomorrow. And then I immediately was like, oh, that's me. And then everybody was like, <laughs> he's actually funny. here. He's in your chat. He's here. So that it was just a very funny circumstance. I, I certainly believe in the power of energy and things of that nature. So it, it I don't feel like it was a coincidence that all of that happened at once. Um, and that being said, I'm I'm very glad that we were finally able to uh, make this work and uh, have a little chat about this game that we love so much. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree. And I think that everyone that Nito tends to talk to is also full of positive energy. So when she mentioned you and you reached out, I thought it just sounded like a really awesome opportunity. So Yeah, she's awesome. I really appreciate her. Um, and I'm, I'm so glad that I randomly decided to ask her to be on the podcast. She was my fifth guest and you're, I think, good golly. Well, so episode 21 was just a rehash of all of 2019. So you are my 20, 23rd guest on, on the show. I'm almost, I'm three episodes or three people away from being halfway to a year. That's amazing. That's absolutely incredible. Speaking of a year. You just recently celebrated a year of streaming Rocket League. Yes, um, I had my one year of playing and streaming um, Rocket League uh, two two days ago. Well, I installed it two days ago, and yesterday was my year of playing it. So it's been really, really, really great. It's been the greatest year of my life thanks to Rocket League. So yeah, I I I love seeing all of those uh, those tweets that you put out and. I mean, gratitude is a really powerful place to live in. And I think that's one thing that I really appreciate about appreciate about you is how willing you are to go there and, and share that and just come from that place on a consistent basis. Uh, you are certainly uh, one of the people that has played the least out of the people that I've talked to in terms of time in the game or like you know most of the people start their story with oh i downloaded the game when it launched i've never heard i've only been playing the game for a year uh, uh, especially yes. like oh i just downloaded it and i started streaming it at the same time were you streaming before you started playing rocket league yeah so actually um my one year rocket league was my 13 month on twitch Okay. Uh, streaming an anniversary. One month into streaming, I downloaded Rocket League. I had stumbled into uh, a friend's stream. Um, I was just kind of lurking um, and was watching this game, and they were just laughing hysterically and the bouncing around. Looking back, I'm pretty sure they were playing Rumble, 
And so my first experience ever seeing anything Rocket League was coming into a stream and watching somebody play Rumble and not understanding at all <laughs> um, what was going on. And I thought it looked like the goofiest thing I'd ever seen. They, they were just driving around the field towards these balls and just punching them with punching gloves um, and, and just going back and forth with it. And I thought that it was really ridiculous. And I don't know what it is. I got off. I got off their stream and I was hanging out and I was, I was still on Xbox at that time. I started out streaming on Xbox. Um, oh my. Yeah. And I had game pass. So you can try all these games for free. You just pay $5 a month. Um, things like that. And rocket pass was on game pass. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, well, I think it looks kind of ridiculous, but I think I'll try it. Um, and I downloaded it and the rest is kind of history. Cause I don't think it, Sans a couple days of like TwitchCon and, and being up at RLCS and things. I, I think I've played every single day since then. So that's wild. Well, and I mean, so we can go through the whole story just in case everybody that's listening isn't necessarily familiar with you because you've also made a lot of big changes over the past few months, all because of Rocket League. Yes. Um, I, when you, you mentioned that living in a place of gratitude is, is a great place to be. Um, and you know, sometimes it takes you a while to get there. Um, but I, everything, and, and I like to say, and I do say this often on, on my stream or like you said on Twitter or any other places so much that people are probably annoyed at hearing it, but, um, every, to me, all of the great things that I have in my life and everything going on in my life right now were thanks to that day that I decided to install Rocket League. Um, and, and start playing. I have my best friends in the entire world that I now live in a Rocket League streamer content house um, with in San Diego um, that I met through Rocket League and Twitch because I started playing. I have what I like to consider a, a, a phenomenal and ridiculously amazing community um, because that I, that I found once I started streaming Rocket League. I have made so many great friends like Nito. I have opportunities like talking with you um, because of Rocket League. I got my puppy seven months ago um, and named him Rocket. And I got him and was in a positive place in my life um, because of Rocket League. Um, I can't I can't think of many, many, many things that I have right now or the mental space that I'm in and the things that I'm enjoying um, that would have been possible if I had not um, installed and started playing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. And the fact that Rocket League can, uh, you know, create that for somebody and, and just change everything is uh, just, it goes to show like what this game is, is really capable of beyond just being a video game. So it's, it's really cool. And I, I really like hearing that story. It makes me, it makes me feel the warm and fuzzies. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. I have been, um, you know, I watch other games on Twitch and I play other video games and, you know, I have friends that are streamers who stream other games and I look through a lot of communities and there are, there are millions and millions of great communities on Twitch and Mixer and, and other streaming sites, but I've, I've yet to find one that's quite like the Rocket League community. Um, you, you come to a lot of places and, and never in a negative aspect, but you come to a lot of places and everyone's, you know, pretty much doing their own thing and building their, their own little community. And it's really hard for them to branch out into, you know, other streaming communities and, and other games and other things there. But then you look at the Rocket League community and every time you pop into a stream, somebody's playing 
with somebody else you know or you see um, people in the chat that are from other streams and, and the streamers themselves or the gamers or the players are so communicative with each other and they're so talkative with each other and they're so welcoming. Um, you have professional players, you know, popping into other people's streams just because they like to and they want to see them play and they'll pop into viewer games and private matches and things like that. And you'll see streamers supporting other streamers and you see new people come into the scene and people just welcome them openly. And I think that's one of the things that um, caused me to just embrace Rocket League, the Rocket League community, especially as a, a streaming community, um, so easily and made it mm. so easy for me to want to just keep playing and keep bettering myself and keep being a part of everything that Rocket League has built and the Rocket League Twitch community and the Discord communities um, and everything have built. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Um, well, let's let's talk a little bit more about that game, that game we call Rocket League. Uh, so you've only been playing a year. Uh, tell me a little bit about kind of how you look at the game, um, you know, kind of your mindset around the game, because I know that I think I saw a picture a little while ago that you actually hit champ one and threes, I think. But kind of go through your progression of like how you look at the game, uh, how you've been able to improve the game, and just kind of where your mindset is on a daily basis of how you how you look at it. Definitely, um, I, I I say this a lot, and I know, like you mentioned, I ha I haven't been here with Rocket League since the very beginning, um, but but looking back and at least you know how long I've been playing. Um, for a year, it, it, it's kind of ridiculously apparent to me that Rocket League is a game that, unlike a lot of other ones, you, you don't hit like a stopping point of the a limit of how good you can get or how much you can play or the things that you can learn with it. I feel like with Rocket League as a game itself, it is constantly growing and expanding and there are new standards and there are new skill sets that are being acquired by people and there are new new things that people are learning and easier ways for them to play. Every day somebody's discovering a new mechanic. Every day somebody's discovering something amazing. MMR is raising, you know, when it comes to GC and things with what's the standard there. And I just feel like with Rocket League, the floor is constantly raising um, and the ceiling is constantly raising for the, the things that you can do and the things that you can enjoy and the things that you can play. Um, when I started, I started off very, very, very slow learning. Um, when it came to Rocket League, it didn't help that I was on console. Um, nothing against console. Um, console players are great and console is wonderful. But making the switch to PC, I don't think I could ever go back. <laughs> um, but I, I started off learning very, very slow. Um, I, I, as I mentioned, I was already streaming when I found Rocket League and I just found it all, all suddenly. And it's a very different experience when the very first time you play Rocket League is live in front of a bunch of people who are telling you <laughs> what to do with it. And so um, I had never played casuals. I had never played the game at all. And they were just like, okay, let's jump into comp. Let's jump into ranked. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know the controls. <laughs> <laughs> um i did um they convinced like i people were just popping in and they were like let's play let's do this and i'm just like oh okay yeah <laughs> great i'll learn as i go um and i did all of my placements and um got literally as low as you can go obviously i mean what are you what would i expect otherwise i was bronze one div one in absolutely everything um and so it was a very 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 hard climb to get out of there um, especially with a lot of the times there aren't many people who are thoroughly actually bronze 
Um, it's usually people with their placements and they're going through, or it's people who, you know, just got a new account, but they know, and it's just their first match or their first couple matches. Um, and so it was a little, it was a little much of a hurdle to jump over. And I just felt like I was going to be stuck there forever. And I was there for a while. I think I was brought, it took me a month, month and a half to get to silver. Um, and I, I honestly thought that I would never get out of there. Um, and then it took me probably another month and a half to get to gold. And then from there, you know, it was a steady climb and climb and I was learning things. And I, and I definitely think that I, you know, picked up a lot of bad habits that to this day, I'm still trying to break as someone who is, um, diamond in most things. Um, you are right. I did hit champ one at the end of last season. Um, I am diamond three and threes and twos and very much trying to get back to champ one right now. And I have hope that I can do it. Um, and I'm champ two in rumble. Um, but when it comes to standard, I'm trying to get back there, but there are a lot of bad habits that I picked up really early on because I was, you know, trying to teach myself and I didn't know about all the tools and the things that you could utilize. I didn't know to do, you know, workshop maps and nobody was telling me to do training packs. And so I wasn't really exploring it much on my own because I was constantly streaming it. Um, and I wasn't watching YouTube videos or watching, um, things that I could learn. Um, and that was better. And I think when I made the switch to PC, it was around the time that I was becoming closer with my roommates. Um, we, we weren't living together yet. We were all just really good friends, but we were talking about moving in together. Um, and switching over there, I found all these workshop maps and I found the steam community, um, and and things that were going on there. And I started really diving into tutorials and I started diving into, you know, more YouTube videos and discovering all these things that were kind of helping me break those bad habits. And, you know, it was, you know, it, it was definitely kind of an ego hit for a little bit, you know, of being like, well, I've been playing for six months and now I'm watching these basic training tutorial videos, um, to try to learn how to do some basic mechanics that I kind of skipped over. But, you know, once you get over that little, uh, block in your mind of being like, you know, screw your ego, if you want to get better at something, um, get better at something and and do your best there. I think it was kind of the best thing because now I definitely for the past, you know, six months I've been playing off stream as well. And I've been focusing on trying to get better and working on the things that um, I was struggling with and the things that I learned wrong and relearning them the right way. I mean, and and I know that there's different ways, but I just mean relearning them other than just guessing how I'm going to do this or guessing how I'm going to play. Um, And just watching and being able to reflect on myself and go back from, oh, hey, you know, I just kind of dived in and did all of this and then see my progression since I started watching all these things that the Rocket League community has built and made available for people um, to do. I, I just, it, it blows my mind every day of the ability because I, for a long time, was just like, well, I'm never going to be decent at this game. I'm never going to be able to, you know, hit ball <laughs> um, or, 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 or do it um, moderately well. And I, you know, I, I, I still think there's this thing somebody said, you know, we're all bad at Rocket League. We're just varying levels of bad. Um, but it's just, um, I believe that it is unendless. And especially, I, I feel like a lot of times you just have to push through and that a lot of things, people will just hit a wall. And they'll just be like, well, I'm not moving anymore. I'm, I'm plateauing or I, I don't think I'm going to be good at this game or I'm not going to be good at any of this. And I feel like Rocket League, unlike a lot of other games, is just one of those things that if you put the hours in and you practice and you're not worried about having more hours than somebody or you're not worried about going over the basics a million times just because you can see other people maybe at your level flip resetting across the field. Um, and when you stop comparing yourself or your progression to those, 
and it's just an unlimited opportunity for you to grow and learn and get better and enjoy the game more. And every time I learn something new, I, I get a vast new appreciation for the game or the skills or anything that people have learned. And then I'm, I'm no longer comparing myself to, to the people who I see progressing. I'm just admiring them. And I am just amazed to see everything that can happen. And then I'm just more hopeful. I used to look and be like, oh, I'll never be there. And now I look and be like, I can't wait to be there. That's awesome. That's such a good sorry, mentality a bit of a to tangent. have. <laughs> Say that again. I said, sorry, I went on a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> well, I mean, we're literally, I'm I'm just here to let you talk. And, and you did a great job of talking. So cheers to you for that. I mean, you did exactly what I brought you here to do. <laughs> Um, and there, there were so many good things in there. So I, I really appreciate everything that you had to say. Like the first thing, and you said this a couple times about how Rocket League just is, is such a cool game because you, you get out what you put in. And that's exactly why I decided to change the name to what I changed it to like infinite boost, uh, you know, again, it's fun to have infinite boost. And I've said this many times before, and I'm sure the listeners uh, just love hearing me say it over and over again. But obviously, Infinite Boost is fun. But then there's also this aspect that I look at it from the terms of like, you can continue to boost your skill infinitely as long as you continue to work. And, you know, does that mean everybody's going to be at a professional level? No. And I feel like as long as you are willing to practice and put in the time and analyze what you're doing, exactly like you said, you can continue to grow. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting that you said as well was something about how it was kind of an ego hit when you were looking at basic tutorials after being six months in. And I will say that, and I'm working on a, well, the video is out by the time this podcast has come out. Uh, but around the time, when right now as we're recording this, I just decided to go back and I would say learn for the first time how my how the battle car how our cars actually turn because I feel like I never got a really really good understanding of how the car actually works when you uh use the handbrake when you're just turning naturally when you're turning with boost when you're uh drifting with the handbrake or when you're trying to turn a complete 180, you know, how the car interacts doing that or what it actually does. And so I've, I've spent a good 25 minutes to a half an hour. And even when I'm warming up, sometimes I will literally just drive around in a circle and, and practice turning 90 degree angles, 180 degree turns, just very quick turns to make sure that when I want to execute that in a game or when I think I should, I know how my car is going to act. And that's some like bare bones stuff. And I would say that it's very important because up until this point, I would try to do that, but I would expect the car to do one thing when it really wasn't capable of that. So getting to those foundational things and going back and watching those tutorials or you know getting that knowledge, I think is extremely important uh, for future development. So I would say, even though, like you said, it is a bit of a, uh, kick to the gut of like, oh man, like why am I wasting my time watching these? Building that foundation for yourself will help you go much farther in the long term. Oh, definitely. 
Um, I realized um, when it was coming, especially because I, it, it, not not to repeat myself, but I, I started when I was streaming. And so I had a lot of people throwing a lot of things at me very, very, very quickly. And, you know, I'm grateful for it. I'm always grateful for community wanting to help and to throw things. But a lot of time it can get really overwhelming because a lot of those people have forgotten what it's like. Because like you've said, people have been playing since the game came out or they've been playing for so mm -hmm. long. And they're, I mean, I live with roommates who have 7,500 hours and 5,800 hours um, and things like that. So you kind of forget that um, you're throwing things. And so I learned, you know, I might have skipped a few steps. Um, I, I'm over here trying to work on my aerial plays and things like that, but don't know how to do a basic wave dash. Right. And then I'll have people pop in. Um, I mean, I, I know I know how to now, <laughs> um, but I, I'd have people pop in and they'd be like, wait, why, why aren't you just wave dashing right there when you don't have boost? And I'm just like, well, I don't know how to do that. And they're like, well, how can you do this? You know, it's like X and Y and, you know, it doesn't equal in their head because they obviously learned before you, before you're jumping up and before you're trying to hit things in the air, before you're, you know, coming off of wall shots and things like that, you're learning basic ground plays. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it was definitely around that time, me going back and people would pop in. Cause again, I, I, I tend to stream a lot um, and things going. So I've gotten to the point now where I've just had to get comfortable training on stream and for the mm -hmm. longest time i was like people won't want to watch this um people people I'd, people just want to see you play or that's at least what i thought um and so i wouldn't want to train on stream but then i i started training and I, I got over that hurdle and i was just like okay i'm going to practice this over and over and over again and there are always going to be people who pop in and they're like wait what are your, your diamond two, you know, um, your diamond one, why are you just now practicing how to wave dash? Do you know how to do this and do that? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, again, you get past that point of not comparing yourself to others is just like, you know, blocking out. There are always going to be people who have, um, there are always going to be a very few small amount of people who have something to say about that because you're not growing at their progression. And you just, you tune that out because like I've mentioned, the majority of the Rocket League community and the people who watch want to see you succeed and they want to see you improve and they want to help. And so once you can tune out that and get over um, that, you, you start, like you said, you just go back and you start working on those smaller things and you just want to get better. And honestly, I go back and I still do it um, because I haven't been doing it as long as I've been doing everything else. I Now I'm comfortable and I'll start my streams just trying to, you know, dribble up a wall and do the basics of that. And then I'll start, you know, working on wave dashes before I start going up for my wall shots and do wall shot training and, and doing other types of training and doing a lot of those amazing workshop maps. I like starting with those basics now because I want to ingrain them into my head as much as I've ingrained everything else over the past year. And that's, that's awesome. I, I think that one thing that I came to terms with was everybody is on their own rocket league journey. It looks different. You know, you, some people are extremely infatuated by aerials. And so they just get insanely good at freestyling and hitting great aerials. I mean, look at gainer and I think it's, DLG, like guys like that, all they do is dribble the ball on the nose of their car and hit flip resets and do it 11 times before they hit the ground. Like that's, they're amazing at that. And that's awesome. And I appreciate the work that they put into that, but like, that is not what I'm about, but yeah, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge them for that. Like, Hey, if you really want to be that good at that, do your thing. 
and you know eventually they might want to be more competitive players and then they'll start working on that and if not it is what it is and that's that's the thing that i've uh really appreciated like coming to terms with is even though i am at 3000 hours and i'm still not grand champ and there are some people that are a higher rank than me at you know a thousand fifteen hundred two thousand hours i mean it is what it is and if i continue to work as we were saying earlier i will get there eventually yes and you will and you will enjoy it for your journey and and your path there um touching on on what you just said is you enjoy watching people like gainer and you can appreciate it and you can be like but that's not what i'm about i watch a lot of the uh, pulse freestyling videos um, a lot of the time at night because they're just they have good music on and they're just fun to watch and you can appreciate them and I'm just constantly amazed by what their freestyle community can do almost everything example OSM all of them it's just mind-boggling what they can do with their car um, and, and I think that's again what I love about Rocket League going back to just the things that make Rocket League different um, from other you know games and communities and things there is that I can watch those things and just be completely entranced and appreciative, even though I'm not trying to do that. I don't just have to watch a video or something because I want to be able to, you know, hit that shot or a tutorial. I can just watch these videos for hours and hours and hours and just appreciate what people are capable of, even though I have no intention myself of being a freestyler. Totally. And at the same time, learning from those videos and seeing what's possible gives you an understanding of what you could do in the future. Maybe to not that extent, but at the same time, like being able to turn your car like that in the air, getting that kind of car control, air control will make you a better player in the future. Oh, definitely. I am currently in the process of, um, I'm still very, I, I think I've gotten a lot better at my wall shots and I'm hitting them well and everything there, but I'm still struggling with coming off of the wall and then hitting the ball again once in the air or anything there and, and watching those videos, even though I'm not trying to, you know, you know, flip reset 11 times across the field. I'm watching <laughs> them have made me a lot more confident um, in trying to just come off the wall and just hit the ball once or just get it to the tip of my car and maybe have it bounce. Um, it's just, it gives me that encouragement. If somebody can do that, if somebody can keep that ball in the air for, you know, literally across the field, off the wall, all the millions of times, that makes me know that I am capable of at least getting closer to air dribbling. Yes. Amen. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've replied to you on Twitter with just amen, sister or preach <laughs> or something like that. It, it happens. It happens very often. I'm curious. Uh, going back just about Rocket League in general, um, are, did you grow up like a competitive person? Would you would you consider yourself competitive? I would not consider myself having grown up competitive. Uh, definitely playing Rocket League has made me more of a competitive person. Um, and I think that took me getting to Platt. Um, getting to around, you know, plat two, plat three and realizing, hey, I think I can get past this um, because everything before then, I I just was kind of like, well, this is what I'm doing. I'm just kind of at this rank. I'm, you know, learning and everything. But once getting there, I was just like, oh, I can get better and I want to get better and I want to win more and I want to do all of those things. Um, so I definitely did not grow up a competitive person. I am 
um, I was playing more. I, I grew up playing video games, but I was playing more of the collective video games. I was playing Mario Kart and things like that. And even though, you know, you want to win Mario Kart, I wasn't like, I have to win Mario Kart and this is going to be the greatest feeling of my life. Um, um, I was just, I always, when I played things, I, I played them more for fun and, and just the community. And that's the great combination here is that I'm playing for fun and I'm playing for the community, but now I have this drive to just get better and to play better and I, and to want to win more. So how many hours do you have total in the game right now? I have 1,320 hours now, <laughs> um, a year and two in days year. in. A year and two days into Rocket League, uh, 450 of those were on Xbox. Okay, so across Xbox and PC, you have 1,300. Yes, so, but the funny thing there is I was on Xbox for six months and only put in 450 hours. And I've been on PC for six months and have put in um, about almost 900. Wow, so I was actually doing some math a few days ago because I almost set a goal for myself and I have a full-time job, so I do all of this in my quote-unquote spare time. Um, That's astounding, and I, you are incredible. <laughs> well, I, I can say that I truly love doing it, and uh, you know, I'm just passionate about it. Uh, so it, it really makes it easy to do, and thank you. Uh, but I was, I was doing the math on what it would take for me to add 1,000 hours in one year onto my time and, and really purposeful hours. Like I don't want just like I could leave my game idling and add hours onto my, my time. And I'm not really interested in that. Um, so what would it take to get like, you know, a purposeful thousand hours into the game? Um, and it would be about three hours a day, like in between two and three hours a day, every day of the year. Um, and for somebody that is recording a podcast, working on YouTube, uh, things of that nature, and working full time with a wife and two dogs, that's, that's a lot to ask, uh, to be quite honest, while also editing videos, editing a podcast, and, you know, trying to interact with a, a growing community. Um, so for you to build up 1300 hours in a year is uh is bonkers it's it's very impressive and i mean i look at the people that have been playing this since the game came out that are sitting like you said at 5600 hours 7500 hours i can only imagine the kind of like uh play sessions these guys go through on a consistent basis to rack up that kind of time it's crazy no, definitely. Um, and I, I, again, back to that place of gratitude, I'm, I'm very fortunate um, to be able to do this full time. Um, and so to be able to invest all my time, you know, everyone's always like, oh, do you play other games on stream? Or do you do you stream other games? Um, and the thing is, I do sometimes and I can get there. But the majority of what I play and what I stream is Rocket League. So, you know, it really ties into the fact that I'm really grateful um, and astounded by the fact that my, this community and the Rocket League community have got me to a point where I can full-time play Rocket League, basically. 
Um, and it is something that I do not take for granted and that I'm very appreciative of um, and I love. And so that has allowed me, um, you know, that more time to be able to put those hours in. Um, and when I, and like I said, six months ago, when I, you know, discovered all these videos and discovered all these things and just wanted to dive in and just had this urge to get better, um, that now I, I can do that. And in my head, I'm not only doing it to become a better Rocket League player, but I'm also doing it to become a better streamer. And I'm also doing it to give back to the community that's given, given so much to me and so much opportunity is I want to get better for them. And I want to get better to be more entertaining and I want to get better to, you know, have more fun. So I don't become a person who I, I, I have a tendency. I always want to keep my stream community very, very positive. Um, and so I, I've gotten to the point where I realize that if I am caring more about my ability to play the game, then I'm going to be more positive if I am playing better and if I am progressing and I am learning. Because when I used to not care as much about Rocket League, um, or care as much about my rank. It didn't matter. I was just always happy about it. And I was always having fun. And that's not that's not a negative now. It just means that I'm constantly working to improve myself so that I'm constantly in a positive state of mind. Um, so that if I am stumbling, or if I'm, you know, losing a game, I'm not angry at myself, because I'm like, well, there are other things that I could have done. I'm just like, okay, well, now I'm going to work on it to make it better so that I don't get upset. Um, and so having the ability to play Rocket League this much and to stream it and to, to do it with my community and to be able to practice and train during the day when I'm not streaming and things like that, um, keep myself, my stream community and everything there in a very positive light for me. And that's how I see it. When I am playing, when I am getting better, I am making myself better and I'm making my mental health better and I'm making, you know, a more positive environment for people. So how did you get to this place of like just living the positivity committing to it because uh, i w i would say that it's this it's not a consistent not everybody lives that way or looks at the world that way uh or even understands how other people can look at the world that way so what what was it for you that kind of unlocked the idea of like, oh, if I'm always learning or if I'm always positive or if I'm always, always looking at the world this way, things turn out better for me or I feel better about things. Like what what unlocked that for you? Um, well, when I started streaming, I had not been in the greatest place mental health wise. Um, I was just I was sad and I was lonely. Um, and I did not think that I could ever become a streamer. It's something that I had wanted to try for a while. Um, and I didn't really have people hyping me up around it. Um, I didn't have people encouraging me to do that. This was a ridiculous idea, um, and everything there. And I could have taken that opportunity to be like, you know what, they're right. But I didn't. And I started streaming and I found Rocket League and I found my roommates and I found my friends and I found something that, you know, made me happier and that I started enjoying again. And then I was becoming a happier person again. And so every time, I mean, it's not to say that um, I'm, I'm always 100% positive. Um, sure. That, that, that's not possible. <laughs> you're always <laughs> going to have sad days. You're always going to have things that come up. You're always going to have, you know, roadblocks. And things that you have to overcome or things that you have to move past. But 
when when I have a tendency if I if I I still get tilted in Rocket League um, very easily, but I'll take myself back and I'll go into training and I'll get myself into a better state. Or if it's something that just really, or if I'm having a really off day, I just I'll end stream and I'll recoup because again I want to keep it a positive environment. But for me, what 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 it really is is when I have those moments where I am stressed or I'm upset, I remind myself that to me, this is a privilege that I get to do. And I want to enjoy it for as long as I can. And I remind myself of the things that it is I'm grateful for. And I remind myself of who I was and how I was feeling right before I found all of this streaming and Rocket League and this community and everything. And that I have so much to be grateful for and I have so much to be happy about and so much positivity. You're still going to have bad days and it's still going to be moments um, where everything is stressful and that you're sad and life happens. That happens to all of us, but it helps to not let it overwhelm you and to take over because then you get, you, you undo all of the work you've done for yourself. I'm grateful for the community and I'm grateful for everyone that is in my life, but I'm also grateful for myself for the point I've gotten myself to. I'm grateful that I have something that I work to improve myself on. I'm constantly working to improve myself as a streamer, a content creator, and a Rocket League player. And so instead of looking at my progression or going, well, I feel like a bad streamer today, there are definitely days when I feel like that, or I'm slacking on videos or I'm slacking on, you know, Rocket League and I'm plateauing and wow, I just lost the rank that I worked really hard for. The second those things fill my head and they can fill your head for a little while, I remind myself, hey, I'm still grateful for getting myself to this point. A lot of people don't get to, and a lot of people haven't had that opportunity. And I get to do this for a living. I get to do my dream job and I get to play my favorite game constantly and I get to improve. And hey, you met all these people because of this. And hey, you're doing this because of this. And so I still get angry. I still get upset. I still get tilted, but I just take that moment to reflect. And you don't have to be, and in my personal opinion, I don't want that to seem like a very isolated um, situation for people. You don't have to be living in a streamer house or you don't have to be able to put in 1300 hours in a year to feel that way. When you're feeling, in my opinion, when you're feeling engulfed and overwhelmed, you just take that moment to breathe when you get the opportunity. You're not going to be able to right away. Um, but when you get the chance, just take the moment, breathe, and reflect on the positive things in your life. There are always going to be bad things. But if you can reflect on where you are now and how far you've come, because everyone has progressed at some point. And it might feel like a while since you've progressed in something. But if you can just focus on that, it can really help you. As long as you look at yourself now, in progression to where you used to be. I feel like that can help most moods. I feel like that can help most mentalities and it's hard and you have to do it every day sometimes. And you might have to do it when you wake up halfway through a stream before you go to sleep on your way to work, on your way to the grocery store. Um, when you're out walking your dogs, sometimes when you're just in a bad mood around family and friends, it's just to remind yourself, Hey, I've come so far and I can go so much further. All right. Well, that's the show. Thanks so much for joining me. That was uh, all that I ever need to hear ever again. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever have another episode. I'm just going <laughs> to no. re-upload that every single week. That's it. That's life right there. She was talking about a video game. 
and she was talking about life. That was bonkers. <laughs> Holy cow. Get her a book deal. That was awesome. Thank you very much for uh, going on that soapbox. No, again, I'm so sorry. I tend to do that. You, I, no, I apologize. Do not, do not apologize <laughs> uh, for being passionate and sharing your thoughts and feelings and, uh, you know, all that goodness out there. That is nothing you should ever apologize for. And if people are telling you otherwise, they are cotton-headed nitty muggins. <laughs> wow, that was that was really really good. So tell me, uh, MJ, about the thing that you most recently started working on in the game of Rocket League. What's your what's the shortcoming that you have right now that you would like to see improvement that you think is going to take your game to the next level? I am currently working on bettering my kickoffs um, because I want to dive back into playing ones more. Um, so it, it two very much things, depending on if I'm playing twos and threes or if I'm playing ones. I really want to, I haven't played ranked ones um, in about a season and a half because I want to get better at them. And I don't like seeing my rank so much lower <laughs> um, than the rest of them. So I'm working on being a better um, ones player specifically i'm trying to work on getting better at my kickoffs and my defense i am very aggressive um in rocket league i like going super fast gotta go fast um i like Ricky Bobby. You know, yes <laughs> i like diving um you know really fast at the ball and i've learned that in ones if you make a mistake and you're going super fast you don't get to go back to net you don't get to recover from it um you can't make as many mistakes um, and so I'm working at becoming a better, you know, like getting better ones player. So getting better at my kickoff so that I am controlling the ball from the very start and getting better at getting back to net and being a more defensive player instead of being as offensive. Um, and that also helps me when I'm solo queuing twos and threes a lot, because you're not always going to match up with somebody who also wants to be a defensive player. And when you're playing twos or threes, not everybody can be the most, uh, you know, um, aggressive player on the field because then you're not going to win <laughs> um, and you're not going to get better there. So I think those are the main things that I'm really working on now um, to be fancy. I'm also, like I said, still trying to work on air dribbles a lot. I, I'm, I'm getting good at shooting off the wall. I just got to get better staying off the wall when I come and not just crashing to the ground in a blaze of glory. <laughs> in a blaze of glory. <laughs> I, isn't I it, think isn't that... it just the most beautiful thing when you hear your car go <laughs> as it rolls? <laughs> Crunch, 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 <laughs> and then you flip back on your wheels slowly but surely, and you're so, still there, and they're all watching all the eggs in the audience. I know, just <laughs> laughing at us, shaking, bouncing up and down with laughter, bouncing up and down constantly, <laughs> judging you. <laughs> I think that speaking of air dribbles, I think that air dribbles, I mean, cool, ceiling shots are great, flip resets fine whatever i think a well executed air dribble off the wall is uh the most beautiful thing that this game has ever seen i just when when somebody is able to control the ball perfectly in the air on a consistent basis i am just completely fascinated by it i think it's amazing that's really what that's really just what attracted me big time into this game, a desire to learn that at a deep, deep level. No, a hundred percent. I agree. And I think when it comes to people, you know, sticking with the ball off the wall, I think it's because it's moderately unexpected. 
um, when it when it comes to things. You're never really expecting the person. You're not expecting your teammate or or the other team to just air dribble across the field. Um, the first you know thing that you think of when somebody goes up on the wall to hit the ball is you think they're going for a pass or you think they're going for a shot um, naturally. Um, and so when they do it, when they do it, it's just always something that catches you for that second. Um, and you're just like, oh, that's awesome. Or, oh, that's terrifying. Um, <laughs> either or it's just, it's not always the most expected. Um, but it's always, like you said, it's just so beautiful to watch happen, even if it's scoring right against you and going right past you into a net. <laughs> yeah. It's in, it's infuriating and yet you can't help but appreciate it, especially like Right now, I just snuck into, I don't want to say I snuck into, I played myself back up to champ two, and right before we started recording, I played one ranked game, because I'm still a little hesitant to lose those points that I worked so hard to get back, Uh, but I did win one, so I'm div two, champ two right now in threes, which I'm proud of. But even in like champ two, all the way to, you know, champ one, diamond three, diamond two, you don't really expect to see somebody pulling something off like a actually reasonable air dribble where they can maybe even start at like midfield and carry it all the way to the goal. That's not something that I consistently see. And so when it actually does happen in a game, it it is like, oh my gosh, they're actually doing this. And then it's too late and you can't actually challenge it appropriately no exactly um and yeah so it's exactly that you don't expect to see it or at least i don't expect to see it a lot at my rank and and things there so it's just it's 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 great to see and so that's the reason i'm working on it um i feel like i'm at the point where if i keep progressing those are things that i'm going to have to learn to continue um and so I, I want to be able to make that next step. I want to be able to make that move. Um, I might be, cha- you know, champ two and rumble. You, you have a tendency to progress in extra modes a little bit faster than standard, or at least typically people do. But if I'm going to progress in standard, if I'm going to be able to keep champ one, I have to have the next steps and I have to be able to move on to that next level. And I think those are things that I can learn. I can get better at defense. I can get better at my kickoffs and I can start getting better in the air and sticking with the ball because at that point, if I'm just shooting it off the wall, there's going to be someone there to block it. Do you solo queue a lot or do you mostly just play with other people? I've started splitting my time a lot. Um, so I, cause I do, cause since I am streaming, I typically do have people want to play a lot. And so if I'm playing ranked, I will play with people around my rank or maybe, you know, a div or two above me or things like there. Um, but I have a tendency and I'm pushing more towards solo queuing more of the stream. And then if I'm playing with people, we're going to hop into private match viewer games or we're going to hop into casuals um, to, to play there because I want to become, I, I feel like for a while, at least when I was in golden plat, I was playing with people who were around my rank or a little bit better, but when I didn't play with, I just got so used to playing with them and their play styles that then when I would solo queue, um, I just felt completely lost because it wasn't somebody I was used to playing with. It wasn't somebody whose style I was used to. They didn't. And and it's that level of trust. A lot of time with solo queuing is you have to, um, unless you have completely trustworthy teammates who trust you because everybody has that hesitation. People are still cutting each other off um, in, in, in lower ranks below, you know, like 
C2, C3 in Grand Champ, people are cutting oh, people yeah. off because they don't they don't trust their teammates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes they don't have a reason to, because sometimes you can just give all your faith to the person who just goes and just goes back the other way. Um, and that just happens. Or you could be the person. They trusted you and you just completely whiffed the ball, and then you don't have trust for the rest of the match. And it, and it just doesn't work out as well. Um so with me, I am start. I'm trying to. I will still play with people who I am, who I do know and I've played with for a while. Um, but I, I have a tendency to be solo queuing more. Um, I, I'll play with people on extra modes a lot more, but I have a tendency to be solo queuing my twos and threes more. Um, at least seventy percent of my streams, so that I know that I'm adapting to other people and other players. And the great thing now is that even when I'm solo queuing, I'm starting to run into people that I know. Um, from the communities or who are other streamers who are other or just other players that I've played with before. Sure. And that's that's a really great feeling because <laughs> I used to be the people I just watch all these streams and people were just playing with their friends and they weren't partying up. They were just running into them in their lobbies and they were playing with people they know. And I was never there. <laughs> I was never there in bronze, silver, gold or even like a little bit of a low plat. Um, but through diamond, I've started running into a lot of people and being in, um, champ in, in rumble. Um, I've, I run into a lot of people I know, um, at least every other game. And it's a really great feeling. I'm sure there's, well, there's probably fewer people also queuing for rumble that are champ one, champ two, champ three. So you probably run into the same people a lot. Yes. And it's great. Because <laughs> I can still be solo queuing, but I feel like I know what I'm doing and I feel accomplished. It's like my little badge. It's like I know these people are great and I'm playing with them randomly. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think what you said just a little bit ago about the difference between playing with friends and solo queuing and, and how that throws you off um, or has thrown you off... I. I've never whatever for whatever reason you saying that now is is striking me a little bit different because if you especially when you're at your point you know you've only been playing for a year and you spend a lot of time playing with the same people you kind of create this cadence of how everybody plays and how you all execute the game of Rocket League together but then when you throw a completely random person into that game instead of one of your friends or two random people instead of friends. Uh, I, I guess I can understand a little bit more if you're not used to it or have a lot of experience in that, how that could be pretty jarring. Yeah, definitely. Which is why I have a tendency, like I said, to try to want to do it more because I don't like that jarring feeling. I don't yeah. like being the one who stands out because especially um, when you go from playing with people who are you know slightly better than you or just playing with certain people all and then you jump into a random match with people who have been solo queuing the whole time or they're in a party or things like that and you get in there and you're the one making mistakes and they're like, dude, what are you doing? What's going on? And you're just like, oh, oh, and then your nerves get to you and it just kind of crumbles up the whole thing and I don't like that feeling at all (laughs) um i don't want to be the person on i don't want to be the person that is throwing the game 
I mean, you're all like, you're not always going to be the person with the most points on the field. You're not always going to be the person who carried the game. You're not always going to be the team player. You're not always going to be those things, but I still want to work to better the ability that I am not letting down random people that I'm playing with and that I have the ability to, you know, see their play style for a little bit or to trust them more. And on the outside of what I really want, it's not just being able to trust them. I want them to be able to trust me. Mm -hmm. You at least want to contribute consistently. Yes, I want to be exactly. I want to be able to contribute consistently. I want them to know that when they shoot a ball to me, I've got it. I can handle it. Or when they, when something comes towards the net, if I'm on defense, which I am really, really working on, that I'm not going to let it go past me. Or at least even if I do, I did my best of my ability. And it wasn't just because I was just flopping around like a fish. <laughs> not like the uh, fish goal explosion. Oh, <laughs> you don't like that one it's, i every single time i see it i'm like yep that's me flopping <laughs> yeah, around in the I, net <laughs> there i am you should get the painted black one. Oh, i should i should i i might have no i don't have a black one because i typically like to keep my uh black and white goal explosions um i definitely don't have a black one yet um speaking of goal explosions i also wish i never had to play with the nuke one ever again it blinds me constantly yeah i think that one's <laughs> I know it's a it can be a bit uh a bit explosive. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was horrible. Don't stop listening to my podcast, please. Um, but I think it's I think it's really funny. Like I I I appreciate that they are experimenting with different things. Yes, a hundred percent. But it's always just like with that one, it just feels like I enjoy it. I, I am perfectly fine with it. It's just always like an extra slap in the face because yeah. if you're close and you allowed the goal, not only did they score on you, but they just blinded you to remind you that they scored on you. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's always I prepare myself because before the explosion happens and the flashbang occurs, you're just like okay, bring it on. Especially when you're close, like you hear it and then you're like, oh, dang it, here we go. And then it all just like, the whole world goes away. Uh, oh, yeah, so yeah, what what's your favorite goal explosion? Um, my favorite goal, goal explosion, I use Automizer a lot. Um, it used to be Shattered. I just think Shattered is very beautiful and very, very cool. But I think my favorite of all time is Dueling Dragons. I just think it's really pretty. <laughs> that that is a nice one. That is a nice one. Right now, I go I go with uh, party time. Oh yeah, definitely. I I thoroughly enjoy party time uh, because again, I'm I'm a pretty joyful, laid back, I crack a lot of jokes kind of guy. So the fact that uh, every single time I score a goal, balloons pop up and you hear everybody, yay! I just I I think that's so funny. Uh for a long t- for a little bit of time I was using splash cuz I just thought that was hilarious. That splash. Oh, boop splash. It's amazing. Yeah, amazing. I I really enjoy that one. And actually the the meta blast one in this most recent uh rocket pass, I mean it's it's very simple uh but for some reason I I really like it. Yeah, no, I think it's nice. I think the funniest one that I would ever watch, and you don't see people using it as much now, but, and I think, I think I heard the rumor that they banned it from RLCS for this exact reason. 
Um, but is poof because especially when you're watching higher level players play and you just see this crazy, you know, just building this climax of a shot and then they just shoot it across the field into the net and then it just goes poof. Yeah. Somebody else. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> somebody else said that recently that I was playing with. They were like, yeah, you, they, players cannot use poof because it's so anticlimactic. Yeah, it's because the cat. I, I was hearing about it. It's just because the casters are, you know, like really hyping up, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's the goal of the century! This is Rocket League!" And it's just poof. There's no <laughs> laugh. There's no huge loud goal explosion. You know, as they're talking over, can you just imagine just being a caster and just watching, and you're trying to hype it up, and you just see that, and you're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and then there's that. And then oh, it's the poof. That's it's funny. just funny. I still think it's really funny. It it definitely is. So you, I mean, you stream a lot. Do you still play off stream too? Like you said, you practice on stream, uh, which I think is great. Uh, but do you do you still play off stream as well, or because of how much you play, that's it? Yes, I I haven't gotten to the point where I'm still playing a lot off stream. On the days that I'm doing longer streams, um, when I'm doing twelve hours or so, I don't play off stream. That's the um, whole day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I, I want a little time to like eat, get ready, you know, stand up before I sit down. Um, and so on those days I won't. But during the week, I'm usually playing at least for an hour or two um, outside of my stream. What would you say your goals are for season 13? At the end of season 13, where would you like to see yourself? I would like to have all of my playlists to champ minus ones because i'm not playing ones until next season i'm not playing ranked ones till next season i'm playing casual ones every day and i'm training for ones um but i'd like to have all of my playlists to um to champ i'm i'm so close i keep getting to d3 div 4 in both threes and twos and then just going all the way down to div one but i will get there i will jump over that hurdle we will do it i just want to see them all and champ I just, I just want to get there and then just, just never see that fall purple. below it ever again. Diamond three is not a kind place. And, <laughs> and I, I was want actually, out. I mean, I never I, want to so, be there again. I recorded an episode with Try House today, but of course, at the time of people actually listening to this, it was last week. And he said the same thing. And I said this to him that I, I feel like Diamond three is one of the most interesting places in Rocket League. Because there's there's so much talent there, uh, whether it's and it's either like a nice mix of the two, or somebody's really good mechanically and just makes horrible decisions, or somebody makes really good decisions and just makes some mechanical mistakes, and it's just so all over the place. And people are so frustrated because they just want to get to champ already, and they just can't get there. You know, they get right there and then they might lose a couple games and then they get there. So it's it's just like. There's so much angst in Diamond 3. It's yes. it's an incredible place to live. Ugh. Oh, I just can't wait to be out of it. The ang- the angst is the angst is getting to me. <laughs> what so like when you and I I'm curious if you can tell a difference or have an idea of like what is the difference um not that. When you when you lose a game in diamond three and, and of course, like I, I want to focus on you completely because of course, every now and then you have a bad teammate and I've won plenty of games with bad teammates. 
So I never, I never blame something on a teammate, but like, what do you see as a difference in between the games that you win in diamond three and the games that you lose in diamond three? Um, so I'm still very, uh, not great at rotations. Um, but the games that I tend to see that I'm winning and that the team that I'm on is winning is when, even if we're not the best at rotations, we are trying and we are trusting and we're being a little bit more patient. Um, the team's working together. The problem, like you said, that is very much with diamond threes. You have people that that skill gap that's in there is you have people who've either been in champ before and are trying to get back to it or have, are just really, really pushing for it and have never been there. And so you have people who have been playing for a long time and like you said, have mastered and are better and some of them are ridiculous in the air and you're like, you should be in champ three and there probably should be in champ three. Um, and then you have the games where, you know, nobody's leaving the ground and everyone's really ground focused, um, and, and all over the place. So it's being able to overcome that skill gap that might be in your match. You might be playing with people who are flip resetting all over everywhere who've scored four goals in the first minute, um, of the match, but it works better and you work better together. Um, when people are, even if you're not on comms, because I don't, when I stream, I don't use comms, um, sure. and things like that. Um, and especially solo queuing, obviously. Um, but when you're when you're using that and when you're on the field, it's just when you can when you can get that vibe for just a second, where everyone's like, okay, we're gonna trust each other. We're going to make this work, even if we make mistakes. There's going to be someone there. You know, we're working on rotating a little bit better. We're working on getting around the field. We're not being as aggressive when everyone's not just trying to be the most aggressive player on the field. Um, you'll win because even if you might have somebody better mechanically on the other team they might not have teammates who are because of that wide gap in D3. Um, and if you can work better and if you can have somebody in the net blocking the crazy shots that come through and somebody waiting to get the ball and somebody passing, and when you are passing, when you are having a lot of fun, um, I have a tendency to think, and for myself as well, when I try to be you know, the best player on the field or when there's somebody on the team who tries to be the best player on the field and just wants to you know, not work with their teammates, no passes, just I'm going to be really cool, I'm going to make this win happen, you have a tendency to lose. Um, because you're not working together, you're not working with your teammates, you're treating this like a ones match or anything like that. So I think it really boils down to working together and just when you when you see teams on the field who, whether they're solo queuing, whether they're partied up, if they are passing, if they're communicating, if they're not being aggressive, if they're not being toxic um, and things like that, if they're not spamming wow or, you know, what a save or all of that at their teammates when something bad happens, you can recover, you can come back, you can win the game. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. Like some, when the team the two teams in a game are just so completely offset from each other that I mean, in any game where there's just a complete blowout, it's always so fascinating. I haven't gone back to watch a replay recently of the difference in between the two teams, but when, like you said, one team is just so in sync and they're rotating well. And then the other team, it's that feeling when you just can't even get, a clear and you're just you feel like you're constantly rotating back to the back post and trying to pick up pads and trying to find a way to get the ball out of your half and then of course there's the other team that just for whatever reason like is in constant uh offense mode 
that can be extremely frustrating. And then when you're on the other side of the ball and you and these random two people are just clicking and finding good opportunities for each other, there's not a better feeling on the earth. I mean, there are better feelings on the earth, but like when, when you're just, when you blow out a team, when you get a blowout, win, it just feels right. Like I wish rocket league was like that all the time. And I, I I, I do too. (laughs) I would love to dig into exactly what occurs when a team just can't figure it out. Like when you get blown out and you do give up three goals in a minute and a half, what, like, what's the deal with that? Why does that happen? What are the decisions that are being made that lead to that? And then also, you know, what can I as a rocket league player do differently to alleviate that? Or is there even anything that can be done? Because to a point, like you can't win a game one V three, uh, but can you at least stop the bleeding? Yes, a hundred percent. I think that's a. I think that's something that all Rocket League players need to work on. That sometimes you're just going to be in a game where you're still going to give your best and give your all, but the other team is just better. Um, it, it's not always going to be, and I can come back, and that's okay. And it's knowing that you can you can do your best. And like you just said, you can stop the bleeding a little bit and you can work harder and you can work smarter um, and, and work better. But there are just going to be times where you just have to remind yourself, hey, they were a lot better than me. They were a it's... lot better than our team. And that's OK. Learn from it. Save the replay. Watch it. Go back to it being like, hey, this is what they were doing that made them so in sync. This is what I can do in future situations with a team that I am playing with or when I am solo queuing. I can do what this guy was doing. I can work better to trust and to pass and to, hey, if I happen to run into this situation again, here are better things that I can do to not allow it to be such a blowout. Do you watch many replays? I have started watching replays a lot more. It's a benefit of living with two coaches. Um, who have a tendency to remind you, hey, if you want to get better, save your replays and watch them. So I've started watching them a lot more over the past three months, and I'm grateful for that. What What were some of the things that really stuck out to you initially when you first started watching your replays? Um, When I first started watching my replays, I'd see that a lot of times when I was making mistakes, it's because I was just being too aggressive or I was, again, I'm still working on being better at rotations, but I was cutting rotation dramatically um, and I was just going across the field or in other situations where, because it's not always, I, I don't like, my number one thing in Rocket League is I don't like pointing the blame at anybody. I don't like being like, well, I only lost because I had bad teammates. Um, if you're If you're getting into that mindset, play a lot of ones. And then you will be reminded that you are not the greatest player on the field. <laughs> um, but when it comes there of a lot of the times, like it, if the ball went past me and it was somebody else's mistake, or if it was my mistake that a lot of the times the big things that were happening there is like, nobody was defending net. Everybody was being ridiculously aggressive. Everyone was going forward. People weren't passing. People weren't trusting a lot of the mistakes that would happen either from me or other people were that they were just going. There was a clear opportunity if they would have passed to their teammate that the ball wouldn't have been stolen. The ball wouldn't have been blocked or smacked or taken there. 
but a lot of people in that mind, especially when solo queuing, aren't thinking to pass to their teammate. They're thinking, I have to be better right now. I have to do this. I'm going to do something crazy and ridiculous to try to make this goal happen. When the whole time, instead of trying to cut through two people and go up a wall and shoot it above them, I could have just passed it to my teammate and it would have been a goal because two other people were focusing on me and someone else. Mm. And weren't mm-hmm. expecting you to trust your teammate, weren't expecting you to pass because that's not a typical solo queuing diamond. It doesn't happen a lot. So I think those are the big things that I learned um, and that I'm still learning and I'm still working on is just to, you know, trust other people, let them trust me, be more of a team player. Um, I know that a lot of people tend to focus on one playlist at a time. And I think something that I struggle with is I like to play every playlist. Um, so it's, getting a mental, you know, step there is that if you're playing a lot of twos, don't immediately jump into a threes match. Afterwards, take some time, pop back into training, recalibrate your brain, be like, hey, my rotations aren't going to be the same in threes that they were in twos. Um, Or they're not going to be the same as I was just playing in ones. I need to be more of a team player. Or, hey, I know I was just playing with a lot of power-ups because I was playing in extra mode. I need to go into training and focus on the ground basics again really quick because your brain it rocket league is very repetitive. You know, we are practicing and we're putting hours in and we're learning a mechanic and we're doing things. And that's what your brain does. That's how your brain acts in rocket league. So every time you play, if you're like, Hey, I'm on a roll with twos right now. And this is how I'm playing. Cause I'm constantly passing back and forth your brain. When it comes to rocket league, if you are training has trained itself to stick with those mechanics because that's what you want to do. So then when you immediately jump into another playlist, and you didn't really, you know, refocus, you didn't really train or you didn't really mentally prepare yourself to jump into it, you're naturally going to be playing like you're in a twos match. And it's not going to work the same. There are no longer four players on the field. There are six. Very different. I think that was the number one thing I learned a lot of was just to do a lot more training that I've learned a lot. Um, I would just dive from match to match if I was upset or if I was losing or if I was doing any of this, I'd just be like, okay, time to keep queuing. And I wouldn't just take that break to pop into training or to do a workshop map or to do any of those or to just, you know, maybe just watch a video. I was just diving right back into it. And it's not a good space to put your head in because then you're just like, well, I'm losing and I'm losing. And that's all you're thinking about in the next match that you jump in. You're thinking, oh, I just lost the next one and I'm angry and it was because of my teammates or it was because of me or it was because of this. And you mm-hmm. haven't given yourself the time to just clear your head and to be like, okay, here's what I did. Here's how I can improve. That is, that's very insightful for sure. And I think that, and of course, I'm not as good uh, at this in practice as I am thinking about it. Uh, because again, you know, I don't always have a ton of time and I like getting in a few games here and there. Uh, but game, like the actual gameplay is a reflection of the time that you put in, in free play, in training packs, in the workshop maps and what you're capable of. Uh, at least in my opinion, you know, there are people that, just don't play free play at all or work on training packs or do anything like that. And they purely like quote unquote practice or get better by playing game after game, after game, after game. And whether or not that works or continues to work at a certain level, I'd, I'd be curious to like do the math on that. 
And I, I, yeah. I know that if I continue to, or if I want to continue to improve, it's going to take a lot more uh, training than it's going to take me just grinding game after game after game. Whether or not I'm in a good mood or not, like even if I'm perfectly happy, not necessarily caring about wins and losses, if I'm just grinding games, am I progressing as much as if I were uh, actually taking some time to practice on a consistent basis? Oh, 100%. And, and, and back to what we were saying earlier about Rocket League, I'm just grateful that this is the game, which again, that astounds me and blows my mind, is that you can just take the time to practice and improve. I feel like I play a lot of other um, games out there that when you're it's not the same you you do have to play to get better that that's all you can do you can just play through it again because you know there's a beginning and an end to those games and you get to the end and you're just like okay I want to play it again and this time I know those things and I'll start over from the beginning and and I can improve and I can play it faster or I can play it better or I can have a higher uh, unlocked achievement of completion or things like that but with Rocket League, because there is no really end, there's no ceiling cap, there's none of those things. It's just you can train and you can get better. And and like you said, there are people out there who do not train, who are great and don't have the ability to, and they just get better by playing with other people. I have two friends, one who is very C3 and she is wonderful um, and incredible, who just came into the stream the other day and was just like, nope, I hate training. Nope, I don't. I just, I can't. And she got to C3 and is amazing and is wonderful with that just being the type of person who's like I hate training I just find it boring and useless and I have um and I wonder and in my head I I wonder if she will progress if she's going to get GC without training or if she'll change her mind and on the flip side of that I have a friend who is a top level twos GC player great phenomenal who does not train either and that one just blows my mind he just constantly gets better by playing ranked in casuals he does not train whatsoever, and that is mind-boggling to me. But I guess that's how some people's brains work. That is not how mine works, and I wish it did. <laughs> I think some people take time to just practice in-game and focus on, you know, if I think with enough time, if you focus on one specific thing, you can get better at it. It just doesn't happen as fast as if you were to focus on it, uh, you know, in a training environment. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I agree. Uh, so I, I feel like that is a, a really good place to start winding down. I, again, I never really know what to expect when going into these things. And I, I can genuinely say, uh, that this has been a real treat. Uh, just some of the, things that you shared and and your outlook on things and uh, just how you look at life uh, bring a smile to my face. I really appreciate it. I'm glad that we were able to make this happen and share a little time together. Uh, but we, I do have a very traditional uh, cadence to the end of the show, which we will start right now. And uh, the first phase of that, MJ, is... Uh, any final thoughts that you would like to share uh, with the viewers of the Infinite Boost podcast? Um, well, just first off, again, I just final thoughts with this. Rocket League is a great game. Um, 
I'm very, very, very grateful for Rocket League, and I'm very, very grateful for the community, and I'm very, very grateful for you, Tom, um, for giving me the opportunity to talk about that. Um, I don't know if I've ever just had this amount of time to just talk about um, the game that I love and why I love it and what got me here and be able to, you know, hear your insights um, and to hear, you know, um, the, the way you feel and have that true, like, conversation and dialogue there. Um, I think that, I mean, obviously, if people are listening to this podcast, I think that they play Rocket League. Um, if you don't for any reason, I think you should try it out. It's a really amazing, awesome wonderful and you know in some cases like mine very life-changing <laughs> um opportunity and game there um outside of that I just you know like we've touched on I feel like when it comes to improving you just have to put the hours in and you have to train and you don't compare yourself to other people um you have a lot of fun um doing so and you remember that you know it's a great opportunity that we all have to be able to play um and outside of that um I just Again, I am so grateful to be able to talk to you about this. Thank you for allowing me to come on and be shared with your audience. Um, I can't wait to share it with my audience as well. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, and speaking of sharing with audiences, um, I strongly recommend you go spend some time with MJ in her stream. It's always just uh, an extremely pleasant atmosphere. Uh, anything short of that uh it just doesn't exist. Uh, she's she's very welcoming and kind, and her community is very welcoming and kind. As soon as she said my name, and then I, I think I did the hey guys emote, three or four people tagged me and were like, hey, hey, hi, he's here, hi. It was, it was really nice to see. Um, so speaking of that, where can people find you out on the internet? Um, you can find me at Black Widow IRL. Um, I emphasize the IRL because a lot of people thought it was RL, <laughs> but it's not because I did start streaming before I found Rocket League. Um, I am Black Widow IRL on social, um, primarily on Switch. Um, I am on Twitch every single day. So you can find me streaming at Black Widow IRL on Twitch or Black Widow IRL on Twitter and Instagram. Nice. And uh, you start at like five Pacific usually? I t yeah, I typically start um, around um, five or six p.m. Pacific uh, during the week and at two p.m. Pacific on the weekends. Nice. Very good. Um, and then the final part of the show before we get going would be uh, a question that you might have for the audience of the Infinite Boost podcast. If you could ask a question of the folks out there listening to the show, um, what, what might that be? Oh, um, I, it might be moderately generic to ask this, but I think my number one question would be, what is your absolute favorite, 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 favorite car to use in Rocket League? Because I'm very biased and I have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very good. I've been mixing it up a little bit more recently. Oh, I wish I could. I wish I should. I should. I always try to play with other cars, and then I always go back to the Octane. <laughs> I am very stuck, hard stuck. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. All right, well, before we get going, uh, Widow, thank you again so much for joining me. It has been a real pleasure. Uh, I will look forward to seeing you again in your stream soon, uh, and who knows? We might, we might even be able to play some games together sometime. That would be nice. I would enjoy that. No, definitely. I would too. And again, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for having me on. Totally. Uh, other than that, uh, that is 
all I have. That's it. We're done. So this podcast is officially over. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>